They were all prepared to wake up early in the morning, drive to the airport, get on a plane, fly to the other side of the world, and tell the biggest story of their lives. But things didn't quite work out that way for the students of Penn State's international reporting class. COM 402, or international reporting, is one of the hallmark classes for a Penn State journalism major. It represents an opportunity for students to craft a story that's remarkable, to go to the other side of the world and report on something that few college students get the opportunity to report on. It's the type of thing you put at the top of your resume. In the past, COM 402 has gone to destinations such as Panama, Israel, and Hong Kong. And this year, they were going to Vietnam. Equally as unique as the class itself are the students who take it, one of whom is Brandon DeWolf. He didn't start studying broadcast journalism until his junior year, and early on into his broadcast experience, he learned about the class. I saw an email from Katie O'Toole, who I didn't know yet, about the international reporting class going to Puerto Rico. He was initially very interested in the opportunity. And I was so completely intimidated because I didn't know anybody, didn't know anything was over my head. I, I obviously didn't even apply. And then by the time the info session and all that came around for this class to go to Vietnam, I saw, hey, I, I know what I'm doing now. And I know these professors and I know they're going to Vietnam. So I really wanted to go. And so I signed up for the class. For DeWolf, the opportunity to go to Vietnam was perfect. I'm actually a huge Anthony Bourdain fan, and I saw the, the Vietnam episode of Anthony Bourdain years ago, and the country's always just interested me, so I've always wanted to go. Being an Anthony Bourdain fan, DeWolf's story idea comes as no surprise. I was going to do a story on the cuisine of Vietnam. They have this huge culture of street food, and I was super excited for it, and I really wanted to try all of them, and I wanted to be able to make and craft a story about it, and I knew I'd be able to have great visuals, great audio, and great food. Callaway Turner is a junior broadcast journalism major. Her story was going to have a similar theme to DeWolf's. I was working on a story about the craft beer industry. Vietnam has one of the largest growing craft beer markets in the world. And as time went on, her story got more topical. Um, and it was how coronavirus is impacting the craft beer industry with lack of tourism, um, lack of imports from China and other countries. Lindsay Toomer was also eager to get to Vietnam, though her story was about something that would not be on a tourist travel guide. Her reporting started when she read a news headline in November of 2019. They had a story that there were like 30-something people found dead in the back of a truck in the UK, mm -hmm. um, and they were all victims of human trafficking out of Vietnam. Human trafficking is an issue that means a lot to Toomer, so much so that her goal in life is to work with human rights issues. And the opportunity to report on it was one that was too good for her to pass up on. There is just a big human trafficking problem there. It's been going on for a while there, and I found a couple different nonprofits and NGOs that I was going to talk to. The trip to a country where kidnapping into human trafficking is a problem gave Toomer the chance to tell a truly impactful story. And my end goal was to try to find like a victim um, who has returned to mm. talk to you, to just kind of tell their story and what they do now. Josie Chen was also going to do a story about a worrisome issue facing Vietnam. It was originally going to be um, the salt intrusion in Mekong Delta that is happening in 
the southern part of uh, Vietnam. Chen found the class a perfect opportunity to combine her education with her love of travel. And I heard that international reporting, you can travel and stuff. And um, I've been traveling since I was really young. Since I was in third grade, I came to America by myself. Chen is from Taiwan, and her occasional trips to visit family in Seattle helped her on her way to becoming a photojournalism student. It definitely drove me into photography. Just like, just like the the pictures that from our like stupid flip phone, I would take pictures on those cameras and and like show them to my dad, and my dad would be so like surprised and to see like how, just like how the streets look in America is different than the streets look in Taiwan. Just like the layout and like the parks and where the benches are and like stuff like that, just all very different. When she found out about the issue of salt intrusion in the Mekong River Delta, which ruins valuable rice crops in the region, Professor Kurt Chandler assured her that it would be a fitting story for a photojournalist. I was going for like more of a visual story, a, a, a visual documentary journal sort of. Kurt said that climate change would be very visualized and that would be a great story. And the more she worked on the story, the more important that issue became to her. I kind of dove headfirst into it and I started like, having my um, Google alerts on about climate change in Vietnam and then I read more and more about salt intrusion so I changed the um, Google alerts to salt intrusion and then from, um, from that I found out Red Cross Society and then from that I just dug more information up and the more I found, the, the more I'm devoted into the story. Then there's me. My motivation for going to Vietnam went beyond journalism. Though my story about the destruction of ancient relics in the Mekong Delta region was the story of a lifetime for me. Beyond that, my sister lives in Hanoi. Having a sister who lives on the other side of the world can be difficult. And a trip to Vietnam gave me a rare opportunity to see her, something I hadn't done in almost a year. The week leading up to the trip, all of the international reporting students were finalizing their packing, interviewing, and travel plans. But there was a lingering issue. I was very in denial about like the severity of the coronavirus right at the beginning. And the only reason I was like that was because of our trip to Vietnam. That was mm -hmm. what I've been looking forward to all year, all semester. Despite bordering China, Vietnam has been an unlikely coronavirus success story. At the time, there were only a handful of cases, and to this day, Vietnam has not reported a single death from the virus. Um, I wasn't even concerned about that. I, I thought we were gonna go, to be very honest with you, because there wasn't a lot of cases in Vietnam at that time, and the cases that were in Vietnam were already cured. It seemed that the only people who were worried were our parents. My mom was worried, my family's worried, so there's that aspect, and they've sent me, I have like 20 and 95 masks in my storage and I freaking prepped up everything. I got gloves, I got sanitizing stuff. I was going to get a hazmat suit, but I didn't in the end. There were a few scares for our class. Another trip to Vietnam running through the business school got canceled, but that was only because of their scheduled layover in South Korea, a country which had emerged as a new COVID hotspot. Still, the COM402 trip had their layover in Dubai, which at the time there were no cases. Most of our class had every intention of going. 
I was so excited to go. I knew the COVID-19, I knew everything had been heating up, but I also knew that Vietnam was and still is relatively safe. Tuesday, March 3rd. It was supposed to be our last class before we met Thursday morning to catch a bus to the airport. Everyone's story was set, and all there was left to do was make final preparations. Ask her and Russell about, like, when should we take out the, the dong? When should we take out dong um, at the airport? Should we take out the money here? And then Kurt was just like, he had a mysterious smile. He was like, everything is in the works right now. <laughs> he kind of gave me that look, and I was so confused. Like, what is he saying? Why isn't he tell me, telling me, like, the answer or whatever? I walked into class later on. I had asked our professor, Katie, if she had gotten in contact with her fixer in Vietnam, who was supposed to provide me with information about my story. She gave me a look and said, well, about that. And Katie sat down and then she said our trip is canceled. And for sure I thought, I was like, all right, we, we kind of guessed it. Although it's a day before, we, we were ready for this news, you know. But not everybody was ready for the news. I strolled in like a, a minute or two late going, we're going to Vietnam. <laughs> and, uh, and then everybody just looked at me and Jack said, should we tell them? <laughs> and they said, we're not going to Vietnam. And I, and I was like, no, you guys are kidding. You guys are just messing with me. I can't wait to leave. We're leaving. We're supposed to leave like uh, effectively that night or maybe the next night at three in the morning or whatever it was. And so <laughs> I, I literally did not believe that, that it had been canceled. It took a couple minutes. To, I was like, no. Really? What are you, are you sure? Mm. And then it hit me like a wall, and that was that, and then we didn't go to Vietnam. This news came just 48 hours before we were supposed to be in the airport waiting for our flight, and it suddenly left 15 students with nothing to do during their spring break. It was just me telling, like, everybody, like, all my friends, because, like, they all, like, kind of thought it was going to happen. And like my family all thought it was going to happen. But I was like, nah, we're going to be fine. We're going, I'm ready to go. It's going to be great. And so it was just like, well, just letting everybody know. And everyone was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. But I also like tried to like make myself understand and be like, listen, mm. like this is going to be a big deal. For the juniors in the class, there was some payback. I have been given the opportunity to do it again next year if if my schedule works out that way. They're going to be able to take the class next year, which is still planning on going to Vietnam. Because of this, Tumor still hopes to do a story on human trafficking. I hope to still do that story, but I think I'm going to like reevaluate and see if it's still significant at the time. Mm -hmm. um, the reason it felt really timely this spring was because that big incident had just mm -hmm. happened this past fall. And I don't want, I don't want like something like that to happen again, but I just want to make sure that it's still going to be timely and relevant. For the seniors, however, the trip cancellation meant that there would be no chance to do a story in Vietnam. For myself and the other soon-to-be graduates, this was difficult news to accept. And even though it got canceled, I still want to like sign a, a non like non-disclosure form and just go, just like go to Vietnam by my but on my own. Like whoever that wants to go can still go. Personally, texting my sister and telling her I wasn't going to be able to see her in two days was difficult. Like Brandon, she thought it was a joke at first. 
Then I had to tell all the people in Vietnam who I planned to meet and interview with that the trip was off. So many people who had only contacted me through Facebook had gone out of their way to help me out. The issue I was reporting on meant so much to them. By that time, it meant so much to me too. It was heartbreaking having to tell all those people that I wasn't going to be able to meet them, visit this location that meant so much to them, and sympathize and report on what they were going through. In the end, we had to come to terms with the decision to stay home. It was definitely sad in the moment, sad not to be able to go with the group of people that we had kind of worked together on this. Um, but in the back of my mind, I kind of knew, okay, like this isn't happening now. This doesn't mean it won't happen ever. Um, but I wasn't salty about it. Um, I was like, I was angry about coronavirus and like, um, not gonna lie, I hated whoever, whatever, you know, how it started. And um, it kind of drove me more into like the stories that I'm doing now. And that leads us into our next episode where everyone who had to work for months crafting a story had to suddenly throw it away transitioning to reporting from home about the same virus that ended our trip to Vietnam. All that will be next week on part two.